Welcome back to the Will and Rob Show. I'm Will Scott Taylor here with the Jay Menon, and we are continuing on with our summer series, Commons. As I've mentioned, Commons has been a ministry of ministry to state for the last 15 years. And this summer, due to coronavirus, we have shifted to more of an online format. We're seeking to have a dialogue with men and women who are working on the Hill to learn what it looks like to follow Jesus and to live faithfully out of college and while working in government. So really excited to have Vijay with us here. He was born in the district and was raised in nearby Falls Church, Virginia. He graduated from UVA in 2018 with a degree in economics and government, and then a master's degree in public policy. After graduation, Vijay went to work for the Heritage Foundation as a research assistant, focusing on welfare policy. And then during college, he also interned with Hillsdale College's Kirby Center at Heritage. Uh, he served as a research assistant at UVA to Professor Brad Wilcox, who's done a lot of really awesome stuff. I don't know if any of that's going to come up, but that'd be cool to see what you have seen him uh, working on and developing. And then he currently serves as a policy advisor on the Joint Economic Committee. In his role, he researches and writes on domestic policy issues for Chairman Mike Lee's Social Capital Project. So welcome to the show and really glad to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Will. I'm excited to chat. Well, um, I have just given a little bit of background story, but I'd love to hear a little more in, in your words, live and in person, um, your story from what we have here and how you ended up deciding to work in government. Yeah, um, well, thanks again for having me, Will. So as your uh, bio brought up, I was born and raised in the swamp. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat of a, a unicorn because a lot of people who work here are from out of town, but I am in fact from here. So grew up here. Um, uh, my faith story, I can hint on it now and we can go to it later, is that um, I wasn't raised Christian from the beginning, um, but my parents became believers later in life, um, around the time I was eight or nine years old. Um, and that had a big impact, not only on their lives, but the trajectory of my life. But as far as um, you know, college and stuff goes, I went to the University of Virginia, as you mentioned. I did a double major in economics and government, and then tacked on another year for a master in public policy, so all kind of similar related stuff. And so DC was kind of the natural place where I would end up from there. Um, so I've been working in DC now for almost two years, which is crazy to think about because that time has flown by. But how I decided to work in government, um, you know, a lot of people I feel like who work in government um, were raised around politics and, and that was true for me. I grew up in a political household. My dad worked for the Bush administration and the Department of Education. So I always had a kind of an interest uh, from him uh, in, in politics and policy. And also as far as like deciding on politics and policy as kind of the route I wanted to go is a combination of not being able to shake the bug and the process of elimination. So I had this bug in the back of my mind. I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to do, um, you know, medicine or I don't want to do business. And I was like, okay, well, maybe just, you know, let the bug bite me, uh, so to speak. So that was, that was kind of how I, I ended up um, picking that. And I did some internships uh, in DC during college that solidified my my interest and I ended up coming back here uh, after I graduated. 
That's that's wonderful. I love that. Let the bug bite you. Um, yeah. Came up with it on the fly. It's not not a um, no coronavirus jokes in there though. Well, I think there's a lot there to the faithfulness of how God works through our families too. Uh, yeah. You had a faithful example of your father, um, and you were open to if the Lord was going to lead you somewhere, and you realized for now this is where God's taking me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, what was the biggest transition, I guess, from interning to working full-time. And did you immediately work on the Joint Economic Committee after college? Yeah. So I did not immediately work for the Joint Economic Committee. So I went to work for the Heritage Foundation, where I had previously interned. And I worked there for about nine months. And then last April Fool's Day, joined uh, the Joint Economic Committee. So I've been there. It's no no joke. I've been there for a little over a year now, actually a decent amount over a year now. So a couple jobs up here, totaling about two years. But I, yeah, I would say it, it is a transition from interning to working full time, for sure. Um, because it more is expected of you as uh, a full time staffer as opposed to an intern. But that's, you know, you you will you will mature through your education and internship experience to the point where um, hopefully you will be ready for that time when you when you are hired full time. So you noticed um, a growth that occurred, like professionally, as being an intern and then taking that next step. You 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 could tell the benefits that were in, uh, developed in your life. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, when when I started out interning in DC, I was I was very young and had uh, naive and had a lot to learn, um, and still I am in some ways. But you know, I've definitely learned a lot, matured a lot, as uh, like spiritually, professionally, um, and just my knowledge. Um. What's it been like working on a committee? And for those of us who have never worked on the Hill, the difference between working in an office for a senator or a congressman or woman, and then working in a committee. I mean, they're, they're, it's a different speed, um, different lifestyle, different responsibilities, right? I mean, yeah, in a couple ways. For sure. And I'll say this, I don't think I need to say this, but the, the standard uh, disclaimer uh, is that uh, these are my own views and not <laughs> should not be tied to the committee or to Senator Lee, uh, who's the chairman of the committee in any way. Um, yeah. But uh, probably didn't need to say that, but just for good measure. Yeah, I, like you said, um, working for a committee is not uh, your typical Hill job. You know, just for for example, you will be taking fewer meetings, or at least in, on our committee, you take fewer meetings um, with, say, constituents or outside groups. Um, and it's probably a better work-life balance, too, at least on our committee, um, because we are not as as subject to kind of the the regular schedule of uh, whether Congress is in session or not. Our work uh, will will just will continue whether we're in or out of session at, at roughly the same pace. Um, because our committee is it, our our committee is probably even unique for committees in general on the hill because we do, uh, more policy research. So you you said in the in the bio that I work for the Social Capital Project, which is a um, project that is focused on a, a looking at a policy agenda that will help shore up families, communities, uh, workers, things like that. So with an explicit focus on 
um, building that social capital. And so we've, we kind of call ourselves a, a think tank within a committee um, because we are as much a part of the broader um, policy wonk establishment as we are of Capitol Hill. So that's kind of like a little taste of, of what our committee does. It is, it is unique even for committees on, the Capitol, on, on Capitol Hill. And you spend a lot of time with those people and most of, the, most of your day is not going to be spending giving tours. You're really going to be developing relationships and I mean your career alongside them. Yeah, it's definitely, um, yeah, less, uh, not, not giving tours. I haven't, I haven't given a tour of the Capitol yet, okay. um, but I know some, some really good people who could give you a tour if you wanted one, but it's a lot more um, behind the desk, kind of hunk, hunkered down research, reading, writing, um, all that fun stuff. And how, with that being your day-to-day and the people you're working with, and, and you mentioned Brad Wilcox, I'd love to just ask if there have been any ways you've seen your researching with him at UVA has overlapped with the work you're doing on the social capital project. And mm-hmm. with that, how have you, you know, how have you seen your faith and how have you worked to implement your faith in this social capital project? Um, what you're doing, like promoting human flourishing through your research and writing. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's a, kind of a bundled question. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, um, I'll take the, the how do I implement my faith question first and then kind of tie that into um, working for Brad, and, and he, who's, who's a great mentor and uh, friend. But um, it's a, it, that's a really great question and um, about how you implement your faith working in Congress. And that's one I'm you know, still trying to figure out and, and, and learn ways I can implement um, my faith. But in a basic level, I feel like I, I try to, to shine a light and look for ways to lift other people up in an environment that often is defined by, you know, tearing people down. Mm-hmm. Um, so just on, a, on an interpersonal level, just, you know, kind of bringing Jesus's positivity into, um, into the workplace. Um, on, on Capitol Hill, I'm involved in a couple of ministries um, that uh, are a great influence for, for Hill staffers. So uh, Ministry to State, which, which you are, of course, involved in, uh, one of them. And then Faith and Law is another really good one that's been around for a while. I think um, that's where I met you initially. Yeah, yeah, at a, at a Friday forum. So when coronavirus has obviously uh, hindered the ability of us to meet in, in person, but it was basically kind of an every Friday thing with free Chick-fil-A um, for uh, staffers, but also interns um, who are interested in hearing uh, talks on policy-related issues from a Christian perspective. Um, and it's, it's a fascinating resource, and Ministry to State is also doing great stuff, too. So that, that's been uh, a real blessing, too, as I've been working on Capitol Hill. And then as far as, like, the substance of what I'm working on, um, you know, social capital, I mentioned, you know, families, work, uh, community, civil society, like, I believe these are things that, um, that God cares about. And, you know, working with Brad Wilcox, I kind of got the, um, he's, he's a, a family scholar, and um, just researching issues like that, um, related to family structure, um, related to uh, childbearing, um, related to to the stuff of of life, 
which uh, the Bible and scripture has a lot to say about. It's been a very nice way to, to mesh my, my faith with my interest in public policy. Also, in, as, if you've been working on the, these projects and working in the midst of a pandemic and a shutdown, how has your work changed in light of 2020? What has been adjusted and how have you seen your, your work culture adjust? So I haven't been in the office since early March, which is when we, we closed down. Um, so that as far as just, you know, just the, the work situation, it's, it's very different. Right. I'm right now I'm uh, in my room. Um, you know, I'm not wearing a full suit uh, <laughs> that I normally would be doing if we were in session. So that's, it's very different feel, but the work continues at roughly the same pace. And two, we also have on our committee, we've kind of channeled uh, kind of the, the um, interest in certain subjects that have come up because of the coronavirus uh, and into like kind of shorter uh, blog posts and even like some longer reports that we can focus on. So like, for example, um, we've, we've written posts on how volunteering uh, looks during during the crisis. We've looked at different people who are trying to measure social capital during the pandemic. Um, I did some some research on religion and religious participation uh, during the pandemic. So stuff like that, which doesn't get a whole lot of attention on Capitol Hill itself. It's certainly not like committees of of Congress, but we we're trying to to do that and kind of provide uh, that that service uh, to folks. That's a really rewarding element of your job that you get to dive in and put yourself right in the middle of what's incredibly relevant to what people are going through. So you can tie in your work and your heart to what everyone is experiencing around the country. And you mentioned uh, the research you're doing on religion. What did you find? Is there anything particular you can share that that you thought was interesting? Yeah, well, um, you know, I'll, I'll plug uh, our website, jc.senate.gov, um, and you can check it out. There's a, a social capital project tab uh, you can read, uh, and also an analysis tab where you can read our like shorter blog posts and stuff like that. But yeah, um, with religion, it may come as no surprise to uh, folks who are listening, many of the folks who are, who are listening to this podcast, that relig- religion is... Uh, shown in the research to be very uh, valuable in times of um, stress and anxiety and and offers hope and a source of strength. Then uh, on a more kind of like nuanced point about religious participation, it's been an adjustment, obviously, for churches to move online. And, you know, a lot of talk has been uh, about, oh, maybe coronavirus will lead to a, a great awakening. I, my research into that said that that might be premature to say, um, but there are signs that people are also drawing uh, more heavily on their faith in this time. So there are uh, in, like more encouraging signs, less encouraging signs about religious participation. But I mean, in general, the, our previous ways of doing things have been completely upended. Um, so just kind of trying to get a sense of how people are adjusting has been has been fascinating. And as we're sitting here trying to figure out which way is up, 
with with COVID-19, it just seems like it's flattened everything and we've all been spun around. Does it seem like people are going to their faith to help them figure out which way is up? Would that be a fair way to say it? Definitely. There have been surveys that that show that. I think there was a Pew survey that showed that by a, a large uh, margin, uh, people said that their faith had increased during the pandemic versus that it had declined. So, you know, it, at least in terms of the direction of people's uh, individual faith, there is indication that it is growing stronger, which is which is good. And it, and it's something that we know from you know scripture, from stories like Job, uh, that is, is truly the case um, that that faith will help you through like hard times like this. Yeah, and I think that really ties in well with the next question I wanted to ask you is our theme verse for this summer is taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. Uh, Our hope for people as they come to DC and they're inundated with just a whole host of different, different ideas and assumptions, beliefs, worldviews that they don't block that out, but that they take that and figure out what's good in it, what God uses in that to shape them and to allow them to, to pursue what God has placed before them in a way that's honoring to him. So as college students are looking to intern next, whenever, if that's in the fall or next summer, what advice would you give them as they are trying to figure it out? And then when they get up here, how do you posture yourself to be obedient to Christ in the midst of just a, everything under the sun being presented to you here? Yeah, no, it's, it's a a great question. And um, thinking about this, it's just, um, I pray regularly that I would um, give up control um, over events, circumstances that are beyond my control and that um, the Lord would point me to his plan. So I think prayer is, is something that I've, I've grown a lot in over the past year and is, is something that's so important in a time like this of, of massive uncertainty and, and worry, um, which uh, we're called to, to not do. And um, yeah, to, to take uh, his yoke upon us. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, kind of my, my mindset toward, you know, work and my role at this time is um, I mentioned that I think I'm working on issues that, that God cares about. Um, but more generally, I view uh, myself as, as a vessel for uh, his purposes. And so what, whatever that is, you know, I'll pray for discernment on that. And I think that's, uh, yeah, I think in general, that's, that's the mindset that we should have as, as Christians in this, in this space. Yeah, is, is to, to keep the kingdom purpose in front and center. Uh, that's my last question. So, Jay, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you for your faithfulness and your work. And hopefully uh, you have a great 4th of July as you're heading out of town, I believe. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, thank you. And uh, hopefully see you when things open up again. Absolutely. Look well, forward to it. The Will and Rob Show, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>